it is really hard when you are when you're struggling with self-worth and self-love and self-acceptance and you know and the crazy thing about it is that it is only your belief in yourself that is going to further empower you to love and accept and believe in your own worth Welcome back to an all-new season of Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey, guys. (laughs) So, Heidi here. You may have noticed last week, this season, we'll start each show by filling you in on exactly what the show is about so you know what you're in for. Today's episode deals with self-worth. How do we build it? How do we get it if we just don't feel it? How can we act confident without coming off as cocky? And how can we help change the narrative in mainstream and social media that can subconsciously strip us of that self-worth before we've even begun? Jamie, did you have something you wanted to talk about today? Can I just go into my little rant? Because as we've been sharing with you, we're going to have some little format changes to the show. And we thought one of them, we always did our weekly catch up, but girls, sometimes a mama's got a rant. So when we got a thing or two to say, we're going to come and get it off our chest. And I had an interesting one this week, guys. So I told you guys that it was Mason's sixth birthday party, right? Yes. Okay. Everyone's nodding. Everyone probably saw it on social media. So we had his party at Diggerland, which I got to say was so fun. And Heidi, you're actually the one that like reminded me that Diggerland existed. For anybody who doesn't know what it is, it's a construction vehicle themed theme park in New Jersey. Which is both of our sons' literal dream come true. And I have to say, Jamie, this is Heidi, Jamie and I do a lot of family trips together. We're doing one this weekend. And the only reason that I didn't loop Jamie in on this one was because she told me that water parks were her actual worst nightmare. And I was Uh like, it's a half water park. And I was like, well, Jamie's not going to want to come on this one. So I'll just do it by myself with my family. (laughs) I didn't realize it was a water park. Maybe Team Murphy needs to hit that up because I'm like, oh, we're a little big for trucks. We have 900 trucks in our yard. We probably don't need that. Oh, okay. but, but there's park? grown-ups that come. Literal. So like they so, are there like, by themselves with no yeah. children. And I was in the I was in the bathroom and I was looking at a sign on the wall and they were like, we do corporate events, team building. I'm like, can you imagine Bob from HR was like, guys, we got an offsite today. We're all going to Diggerland. But here's the thing. That my team wouldn't even flinch, by the way, if I said that. I, I, you know what? That surprises me zero. I'm like, it's National Truck Day. We're going to Diggerland. Well, here's the thing. It's actually a reminder to me of how much I need to reintegrate and like just reopen myself up to play, to the art of play. You know, we're all serious hustlers and I get super, I love my job. So work to me is fun. I don't do enough play. And I will say that probably historically going to a construction themed water park, construction themed amusement park that has a water park in it would have been my waking nightmare because like, what the hell? (laughs) At one point, it's that's what life is that's why life is crazy. One minute we're like wearing booty shorts and slutty heels and vacationing in South Beach and Mykonos. And the next minute you're like in a wave pool with a bandaid floating next to you. And you're like, this is my life now. I'm a mom. When did this happen? But here's the thing. And by the way, there's no bandaid. mom so hard. Mom so hard. And by the way, there's no floating bandaids at Diggerland. It was very clean. And Heidi and I actually went to another water park vacation together and that also was a pleasant surprise. Which is when you told me it was your worst nightmare. Right. Because you know what? 
I think things are going to be awful. And then I go and I have a blast. So I think it's really interesting. So I guess my rant is kind of a rant and a realization. I never thought I would be a good boy mom because I didn't think I liked this kind of stuff. I didn't know anything about dinosaurs or baseball or movies about dragons or sword fights. Like, But once you have little boys especially or kids, it's amazing how they remind you how to have fun and how this stuff just comes to you and you're actually not just like surviving through it. You're thriving and actually having fun driving construction equipment for fun on a 100 degree Sunday afternoon. So I'm just curious, like, are there any things that you guys have done that kind of like that you found yourself doing in the pursuit of perfect mamahood that reminded you or maybe that just completely surprised you in how fun it was? Well, being a mom is the only reason I don't look crazy because I would do these things anyway. But now I have three three kids and an excuse to do the things I would want to do anyway, or I'd just be that weird 46-year-old mom who woman who went to Diggerland. I love being a kid. I am very playful, very free-spirited. And I just think having three kids makes me look less crazy. <laughs> and this is why we love you. Absolutely. Uh, So Heidi here to answer the question for me, I would not be doing those things, Megs. Um, And I love every bit of you that you do that. And it has a lot to do with my childhood. And that's a whole other story. Um, Because I'm a germaphobe, like a serious one. And so to me, what those parks represent are just germs everywhere. And the water park that Jamie and I went to before, I had been once before, and I chose to go again because I saw, like, when your kids' faces light up the universe when they're Mm. at a place that they're so excited to be at, it makes you want to jump right in there with them and do exactly what they're doing. And, you know, to everybody's point, to, like, to, to channel your inner child, to be that person and it's just, there's just so much joy. And I just, I, I cannot believe that I opted in. I opted in to water parks. But what a gift, right? Times, what right? a gift. What a gift having kids is because yes. it, it forces you to see this stuff through new eyes. Megan, I mean, honestly, Good. the fact I that I better you... have grandkids because how am I going to keep doing this stuff when I'm 80? Uh, grandkids, right? You'll have them. them. I'm going to need some grandkids. It's the healthiest. <laughs> it's the healthiest attitude I've ever heard. That you have never lost your sense of play, and I think it's incredible. And Heidi and I, I think there's, you know, we maybe needed to have kids to reintroduce that element because that's that's something that is lost in adulthood. So I think it's awesome. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the moments where I just have to like sit down and watch cartoons and color with crayons because all of a sudden it's meditative. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that spreadsheet can wait. And it's pretty friggin' cool. It's amazing to not feel like the clanging of a deadline or something like yeah. that because you're like, no, this is more important. Yep. Also, a gift. Can we just discuss that Dempsey is being very playful and, and taking a snooze behind me. And I can't stand how cute that is. He's so cute. It's and so it's cute. delighting in those little things, like how fun it is that my dog decided to break down the door, but is now resting beside me that. It's, it's very cute. Pet, pets and kids. Pets and kids. Yeah, pets and pick, kids. Pick one up. Pick one up. It's a good idea. Yeah. Great. Good for the soul. So speaking of uh, amazing moms, let's get to the introduction of our amazing guest today. So Asia Naomi King is a wife mother, advocate, and of course, a talented actress best known for her role as Michaela Pratt in How to Get Away with Murder. Asia certainly knows the meaning of hard work. 
After getting her BA in fine arts from the University of California, she continued on to receive her master's from Yale University School of Drama. No big deal. From there, Asia was on a mission as she began clawing her way to success through the often sticky trenches of the entertainment industry. She starred in films such as Four, Reversion, The Birth of a Nation, and The Upside. She won the Rising Star Award at the 10th Annual Essence Black Women in Hollywood event in 2017, and she's continued to take both the big and small screens by storm, breaking that elusive fourth wall with poignant, evocative performances time after time. Asia was slaying, but it wasn't always easy. I mean, life happens, right? There were no's and other failures along the way. And even though Asia was talented and tough, there were also the usual insecurities to overcome. That nagging lack of confidence that we as women so often find ourselves battling. Only Asia felt very aware that it felt that much harder living as a black woman in a world that didn't seem to champion and spotlight black women as the traditional picture of beauty. That stung. And it subtly subconsciously stuck with her, and she became determined to help reshape society to empower women of all races to feel celebrated, supported, and seen. And she found the perfect way to do it when she partnered with L'Oreal Paris. Today, Asia works alongside L'Oreal Paris to help women understand their self-worth, and that's what we're here to talk about today. Hey guys, Megan here. So, Anyone who watches commercials likely knows the L'Oreal Paris iconic tagline has always been, because I'm worth it. But Asia argues that historically, ads in society in general were not set up in a way to make women, particularly women of color, feel worth it. So we pose the question to you out there, do you feel worth it? And if not, what needs to change? We're going to chat with this bombshell powerhouse today to understand how she went from insecure to on top of the world and what she's doing to give others a chance to feel the same way. You see, this past year, Asia embarked on the most important project of her life, becoming a mom. After publicly struggling through two miscarriages, she gave birth to her first son in the spring. And as the three of us co-hosts know, becoming a mom changes you so much. You look at the world through new eyes. You ache to do more, to fix more, to rectify things that had plagued you. So the next generation has a shot at something better. So Asia, welcome, and let's help our listeners do just that. Yay. Yay. Welcome. (laughs) Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being with us. So Asia, I'm going to kick it off. Um, Can you just tell us a little bit about how you grew up and your come up through the entertainment industry? What types of roadblocks did you face? How'd you get where you are today? So I, well, I grew up in California and I mean, I had a a wonderful childhood. And I think my parents did a really great job of instilling in me this idea that I could do anything really, but entering the entertainment industry and just from like what I observed going into it, that didn't feel so true upon graduating grad school and wanting to like work in the real world. I just wasn't seeing a lot of possibilities. And that was disheartening, of course, because you you train all these years and you think there's going to be so much out there for you. And there wasn't. And I, and I will say from the time that my career has started, so much has changed. And it has been remarkable to watch the people that have 
just knocked down doors and created their own seats at the table or created their own tables, really. And that has just been life altering and amazing. And I think that there are so many more opportunities for young men and women, especially of color, coming up in this industry now. And that's really great. But it wasn't always that way. And when I was first entering, I couldn't help but notice the lack. And it was so disheartening. And then on top of it, when conversations around diversity began, because we saw women like Shonda Rhimes, who was really pioneering all of that, I noticed such a such a tremendous backlash against that, as if like jobs were being stolen or as if the entertainment industry had always been a meritocracy and all of a sudden that was being taken away. And it's like, no, like we understand that a lot of this has been handed down to a lot of storytelling has been in terms of who is in power and telling stories that were only similar to the stories that they could understand. And now we're seeing such more diversity in stories, which really fundamentally gives us an idea of what the entire world looks like and goes through. And I think it's so much richer and more beautiful when we do that. And so that was that was the biggest roadblock. I think just the lack of stories that really highlighted someone that looked like myself. And, you know, once shows like Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder came on the air and we saw more imagery of strong Black women doing just courageous, amazing things. I feel like that really took hold in society and people wanted more and more diversity, more inclusivity, really. And that's been really powerful. So beyond that, I guess the only other thing that I I struggled with in terms of this industry is it can feel so dire sometimes. When you are feeling like things are that dire, it is it is hard for you to not mentally begin to bring yourself down. It can then be hard to not only overcome the outside obstacles, but overcome your own inner obstacles that begin to tell you there's no place for me here. I can't do this. And so that was the next hurdle that I then had to face owning that I do belong regardless of the opportunities or the lack of opportunities out there and choosing to make a way for myself regardless. This is Jamie. I think it's so interesting because whether you're a movie star or you work in any number of normal jobs, I think we all struggle with this, right? And it really comes down to self-worth. So let's talk about self-worth a little bit. I'd love to kind of hear what it means to you because what I'm hearing is you you were fighting against some of the roadblocks that were external, but at the end of the day, you still had to come home to yourself. So why do you think that is so elusive for so many of us? You know, I think it's really human nature when it comes down to it. I think there's a part of us that finds that it's so easy to live down to our lowered expectations of what is possible than to live up to an idea of something that feels impossible. And so like once we can get beyond that challenge, once we can invest in our own value, then we can really allow ourselves to just go beyond what we even think the possibilities might be and imagine something truly greater for ourselves. There's actually, it's like when I think of self-worth, there's like this song lyric that always pops into my head. I don't even know. If, I don't know if you guys know the song. It's like, it's uh, the lyric is um, there's only one me in the galaxy. I am an endangered I species. Love that. It's so good. I love it. It's, it's so like, good. It's so good. And so true. There's only one you. And it's like, you are remarkable. You are extraordinary, but you are also rare and unique. And like, 
you have to value that. You, you just have to. Can I ask a follow-up question to that? Because here's what, like, what I get from, because I was telling the girls earlier, I was in like a rabbit hole of your Instagram because I love your Instagram (laughs) and because it's, you know what, you do such a great job balancing like a a message of activism and then a message of wellness and just like all these different things that, that I like looking at, but you tell the story in such a beautiful way and it's really relatable. What I've heard from a lot of women out there is that they really struggle with how do I come off to the world as if I'm owning my SHIT. We try to sometimes not curse on here because we're moms, but then sometimes we just let loose. But, you know, we'll we'll see. Megan usually starts the ball rolling. Yeah. But, you know, how do I own it? How do I come out with like all this confidence? But where do I draw the line between confident and cocky? Like women get so scared Mm. that people externally are going to view them as like thinking that there's, you know, women get scared. Because People yeah. do view women that way. <laughs> yeah, but like, who, but yeah. also who cares? Or like, or, or are we thinking that people are thinking yeah. something about us maybe preemptively when really they would just say, wow, what a strong, confident woman? Like, what do you, what do you think about that? I, we have really been taught to be so careful of everything and to apologize for ourselves constantly. Like every question begins with, I'm sorry, like, but may I have your time and ask this simple question? And it's ridiculous. And really, we have to let it all go. It is so hard to not care about the perception of others and what we're putting out there. And Instagram can be a beautiful place, but it can also be a treacherous place because it allows everyone the ability to comment on your life. But like, if you really want to share, just be your authentic self and share. If you are having a fabulous day, share your fabulous day. Like be fabulous. Own that. Don't apologize for it. Don't be ashamed of it. And like, and yes, there has been, there has been so much shaming when it comes to women and so much trying to almost like put us in our places and make us be more demure than we need to be. And it's like, why do that? Because I think if we all own it in a really powerful way, then it'll give other people permission to be like, oh, you know what? Like this person isn't afraid to be like, yeah, I got my nails done and I'm in a beautiful location and I want to share that with people. I'm just having a fabulous day at a hotel or swimming in a pool and and not to be like, oh, I'm trying to pretend like everything's really great in my life when really I'm falling apart on the inside, but like the be vulnerable and be honest and share the highs and the lows. And, and I think that's, I mean, that to me is just really incredibly powerful and opens up so much more to give other people license to be their more honest selves online. I love that. And and we all love following you on the gram. (laughs) So I want to, you know, I I feel like I have inspiration, like bursting from my chest right now from you already. You've been on for like a couple of minutes. You're unbelievable. Thank you. Um, But I also, we also want to talk about watching the epic ways that you embrace wellness on IG. Can we, I mean, like, I have to say my personal nightmare is an ice bath. So can we talk about that a little? I know it's very symbolic for you. I get rain. It's that thing where it's Heidi, where your, your fingers turn yellow if you're cold. So I'm like, (laughs) I'd be like, I was terrified of the idea of it at first, but like I've I've actually been doing ice baths for a few years now. And I have to tell you, okay, like, first of all, I'm like, I think we all know in terms of like just health in general, there, the, the like high performing athletes have been doing ice baths for years to increase recovery. And, and so it's like, oh, okay. Like I could kind of buy into it for that. But then when I thought about like dealing with stress 
that's what I really began to enjoy about the ice baths. And that's what was just unlocked for me in experiencing it. And yes, it is so, it is so scary. The, the idea of it. And the first few times I did it, I was literally jumping in and jumping out, you know, and being like, I can't do this. But the so first do you fill day, your own bathtub with ice and that's just, that's the deal. You just get big bags of ice, fill it up and then jump in. Like basically like cold water and big bags of ice and, and getting in. And it is amazing. It is. I feel like no one can defeat me. I feel like I, I literally come out of it being like, you can't kill me. You can't stop me. Like if I can handle this, I can handle anything. And it is just so incredibly powerful. And like, talk about being in the present moment with yourself. You cannot be distracted or think about (laughs) anything else, but your breath. And you know, the most insane part about ice baths, like when you're in there and you're really focused and you're just in your breathing and like, and thinking about your body and the experience you're having, your body begins to warm up. You will feel heat emanating from your body because your body is going to protect you no matter what. So you can always trust your body, dive into the ice, challenge yourself. It sounded like childbirth until you talked about the emanating heat, right? I was like, oh, I got all that from childbirth. I don't need to do that again. Sure you didn't get any heat down. (laughs) You know what? You're right. That that (laughs) ring of fire too. Good point. Actually. Hot. Wait, sorry, I have to just ask one more question about it. So how often do you do it? Because I need to know, like, I'm I'm thinking, the way you describe it is really, really, like, intriguing. And I, I look, I was just thinking this morning, I was watching um, one of our former off-the-ground guests show her morning routine, and she was taking this lovely bath and doing all these face serums. And I was like, girl, I just get, I get bored in a bath. But a bath with a mission, like an ice bath, and, and that type of presence and a different type of meditation where you're almost – you're powering through something to prove to yourself that you can do it. I'm not into the that. body, not the well, mind. Why not cryo too? Have you done cryotherapy? Because that's have. three minutes and done. Like, <laughs> and you don't have that to was. make the bath, right? Like, <laughs> but you have Megan's to go worried somewhere. about the cleanup. Right. <laughs> I'm like, right. I mean, this is this is very very valid. I mean, and I'm I'm very into like all this stuff like just fun challenging things like and and I will say a lot of the time like because I have a sauna at home so I can do sauna and then I fire and, and ice like, fire and ice for you, right? like the hamam yes. right just like and it's like really really nice so I try and do it like twice a week at least if I can get in there like it's just yeah it's really incredible and to me it's like yes that is a privilege that I have these mm-hmm. things at home and can use them and facilitate that because not everyone has that of course and it's not that easy but like if you can it's like treat yourself to it and it's so worth it and clear out the bath toys first right <laughs> No rubber duckies in there. So speaking of it's so worth it, that's a great lead in to talk about L'Oreal. I'd like to learn a little more about what you do with the brand and how they're trying to make a difference. And tell me about some of your fellow celeb ambassadors on that panel, because the roster of ladies is no joke, girl. It is insane. I mean, to be in the presence. I mean, like, look, I was already lucky, so lucky to already be in the presence of Viola Davis for years on how to get away with murder. But that she is also my fellow L'Oreal Paris ambassador is just next level amazing. But then on top of it, I mean, 
Helen Mirren, who's also the nicest person ever. So Andy McDowell is a dream. Amber Heard, Eva Longoria. I'm like, these women are so genuine, so kind, just <laughs> like I, I always get just a little flustered when I think like, wow, I am in the company of these incredible artists and activists and, and warriors and pioneers. And I am just so grateful for that. And that's truly at the heart of L'Oreal's mission, empowering women, really empowering people to own their worth and to own their power. And they have some really incredible initiatives that I'm very passionate about and so grateful to be a spokesperson for, like their Women of Worth initiative and their Stand Up Against Street Harassment initiative. It's just, it's really incredible that the time that they take to make women feel seen and special and heard. And that's why it's so great to just be associated and affiliated with them. It's incredible. I think Stand Up Against Street Harassment is very interesting. And I worked uh, many years ago, and she was actually a guest on our show with Norma Kamali, and she had a whole campaign called Stop Objectification. And it was similar, but I don't think men realize how pervasive something like that is. They just don't understand a lot of the time what women go through. So I think it's how scary it can be. And how scary it can be. Yes. It is terrifying because within the span of two seconds, it can go from being a compliment to a threat if you don't respond the way this person wants you to. And like, I can tell that we've all been on the receiving end of this. (laughs) And so it is really terrifying. And I feel like from a very young age, I've experienced that from like being yelled at from like moving vehicles to like someone actually trying to like put hands on my person. And it's just like, wow, it's, it is amazing the ways in which women to this day are still being objectified and just treated like something that can be taken. And it's really scary. And that's why with stand up, it's so important that they want to train people, help empower people to understand and help out with bystander intervention. And they have a really great 15 minute virtual training on their site, which is standup-us.com. And it's really inspiring. You learn about the five D's and it's just giving you tools to allow you to understand what you can do. Because I think that's the biggest part of the problem. A lot of the time we witness these things and we don't know what we can do because we don't want to be a part of it escalating. Speaking of, you know, the street harassment and feeling objectified and sometimes powerless. And I thank you so much for giving our listeners a place to go to watch the 15 minute video for stand up against street harassment, because I'm sure every woman listening would like to watch that video. So thank you. And thank L'Oreal for that, because that's priceless to give somebody a little power back. And um, so listen, our society, I mean, there's so many things we could say about that, right? So, (laughs) but our society, often and certainly currently can feel like it's going in the wrong direction, right? Like there are some things that are happening in life right now that are tough and particularly for women, especially right now. So what's one piece of advice that you would give to a woman who is struggling with her self-worth, self-love or self-acceptance? Because I personally would imagine that if their self-love, worth and acceptance are solid and grounded, then they might have more courage to stand up. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true because it is really hard when you are, when you're struggling with self-worth and self-love and self-acceptance. And 
you know, and the crazy thing about it is that it is only your belief in yourself that is going to further empower you to love and accept and believe in your own worth. It can be really challenging to when society is telling you one thing about yourself and you take that in and internalize it and also become another negative voice, kind of reinforcing those doubts. But you just have to know that you're exceptional. You're exceptional and you are unique and you are extraordinary and you are so worthy. And the most powerful thing you can do is just be you. And you have to do that. You owe it to yourself to do that. And you never have to look like anyone else or be like anyone else or sound like anyone else because of that song lyric. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like That's I right. need that. I need that on like a little app where I can, cause that was very motivational, right? That was a good pep talk. Um, but what can women do to support other women, both not just female to female, but also reaching across racial lines too, to try and move things in the right direction. Just, I think continue to show up for each other. Like when we show up for each other and acknowledge what one another is going through and when we're curious about the experiences one another is having, because like it is so easy to just exist in our little bubbles of ignorance and not understand what the experience of a, of a fellow woman is. And so having that curiosity, investing in the experiences of others and taking the time to explore that is is so so important in terms of how we support each other as women. So as long as we continue to show up and go outside of our boxes, to me, that's just the best thing you can do, like that curiosity and showing up. I love it. Empathy. I mean, it comes down to empathy, right? Yeah, like it being really does. Curious about the experience of others is like the most base should be the most basic human function, but <laughs> Sometimes we're not all on the same plane there, but that's all right. I love that advice. Thank you for reminding people because that's what it's all about. So, okay, Jamie here, before we get to our just final little snippet that we always do, I just need to ask you like, what's coming up next for you? And also where can our listeners find you on the gram? Since I know obviously the three of us plus 1.2 million other folks have already followed you there. (laughs) You can follow me at Asian Naomi underscore King on Instagram. You know, we be gramming. <laughs> um, and, uh, and coming up next, oh, I have a fun film coming out called Boxing Day. At the end of this year, it is going to be a really, <laughs> it's going to be a hoot. It's a romantic comedy, so I'm really excited about it um, with Amel Amin and Leanne Pennick and yeah. And oh, and Marianne Jean-Baptiste, who I'm obsessed with. She's an incredible actor and one of the main reasons why I wanted to be a part of this project. Um, and we actually shot that in London during COVID last year. And I could not believe we were able to get it done. Like, yeah, that was amazing. Um, and oh, and next month I will be walking in L'Oreal Paris Fashion Show, oh. which they do every year. Yeah, oh, you really fancy. Excited. You know, I'm a model. <laughs> Very exciting. Oh, that's so fun. Right. At least for one day of the year. <laughs> one day of the year. And and yes. how and I just have to ask, how's mom life going? Oh my God. Whole new world. I it's like until you become a parent, you just have no idea. You have parents that have kids and you're like, oh, that's nice. Okay, well, what else is going on? And it's like, no, like this is a whole new world. I mean, just my heart, like everything revolves around his little needs. And 
sometimes it's like, it's like, wow, it's, it can, it can almost feel scary to, to know just how necessary you are to this, this tiny human being, like just to know that you really are there. Everything can be overwhelming and, and, and yet really beautiful. Um, But, but it's, I think it's important. Like the best thing that I've learned so far with this is the better I take care of myself, the better I can take care of him. Mm. Because you're worth it. And so is he. Amen. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Love that. Okay. So the last thing that we're going to ask you, I'm going to let Megan announce is called karma Okay. So Megan just says it a lot better than I do with a lot more enthusiasm. Um, but, and I'm the yogi, I'm the yoga expert. So I explain that karma is the Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our incredible, amazing guests, you, what is one small actionable item that our listeners could do for a short amount of time that would yield a large result? Small item. Mm. Okay. Small item, large. Well, be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. That is my personal like world philosophy and belief system. Um, And when you clean out your closet, donate the clothes, Mm. preferably to a shelter. Awesome. Awesome. Everything about you is incredible. We are so grateful that you spent some time here with us today. Good luck. Go be a mom. We don't want to keep you and a fashion model and a fashion model and an inspiration and, and an ice bather and all the other things that you are, but we thank you. We thank you a million times over for being here thank with us today. Thank you so much. You are all so lovely. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your spirits. I really appreciate this time with you all. Same, 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 my friend. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. Asia Naomi King has left the chat. Guys, what did you think of her? She was legit a ray of sunshine. I, I'm so obsessed with her. This is Heidi. I just like, I can't get enough of everything she says. And just watching her face light up when she talks about everything is, it's just such a pleasure. You know what I love about, about people like that is just, like, she's a ray of sunshine, but she's like this quiet this quiet ray of sunshine. Like there's something so calming about that type of an energy. She can be strong and inspiring and speak volumes, but from this little diminutive, unassuming, it's like, you don't expect it, but all of a sudden, like, you know, 10 rainbows come out of her mouth, but in a way that's very subtle, right? Like, I love people like that. It's hard not to tell someone like that how pretty they are, though. And it's and totally. it's no, it's, it's like no accident that she is such a successful actress and spokesperson yeah. because she just has secret sauce. And anytime I'm around these like A-list celebrities or get the chance to interview someone like that, they just have a magic that mm-hmm. like the person I stood next to in Starbucks doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I think, and this is Heidi, like, I truly believe that her magic is her sunshine, is her goodness, yes. is her kindness. I think it does shoot out of her like sunbeams. Like, I think that all of that kindness on the inside is reflected by how stunning and amazing and successful she is. 
Well, you can tell from the inside out. And I think that is why clearly L'Oreal picked her. What an incredible cast of characters she's up next to. Can you imagine like being in a room? Like you're like, you know, she won, I believe she won like the rising, um, I had said it earlier in the intro, the rising kind of talent award of, with Essence in 2017, which was not that long ago. And all of a sudden, plop, you're sitting in a room with like Helen Mirren and Andy McDowell and all of these legends. Well, and don't you like, do you have to call her Dame Helen Mirren? Right? I, like, I, I have so many too. questions. <laughs> so many questions, but it is because like she's the perfect person to inspire young women because she talked about that she was that young woman who just didn't see someone who looked like her represented and what an amazing representation she is for, you know, the young people coming up. She's everything they should want to be. She's not like the outlandish, like TikTok star, like I'm going to put it up. She just speaks her truth. Well, and she she went to Yale too. I, I I'm know. Like, oh my gosh, I'm like wow. she left her patootie off and got yeah. what she deserved. She's like, legit. <laughs> I have to say the the women of worth are legit, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is that is a legit roundup. It you're right. It's not it's not expert self promoters. It's actual mm-hmm. real right. deals. Real like, deals. It's no smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Wow, we've really gotten away from that in society. It's so funny how apparent it is. When you see it again and you're like, oh, yeah, that's a movie star. Like, that's that quiet grace that we don't see that much anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. Because people that are not confident don't Mm. have any grace and they don't have have any ease. They don't have any ease with themselves because they're so uneasy with themselves. So what they do is like a little off and she's real. She's she's not she's on. Yeah, all right. Well, very. that is incredible. I am absolutely inspired by her. I hope you all are too. If you have any questions, comments, want to follow up about self-worth, don't forget to follow us on the gram at Off the Gram Podcast. We like to hear from you, hear your DMs. As we've been sharing, we do an audience participation question these days. So if you have questions for our upcoming guests, watch all of our Instagrams as we promote the upcoming shows because your voice could be on the gram. All we ask is that you DM us a voice note of your question and you might end up in the show. So make sure you're following all of us individually at Megan B. Murphy, at Heidi Christopher, at NYC FitFam, and at Off The Gram Podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to our show anywhere podcasts can be consumed. We will see you next time. 